Dr. Otiano. Welcome to our podcast for African Studies 3001 Globalization and Popular Culture in Africa. I am Olga. And I'm Christy. And in this podcast, we will be exploring how social media, a product of globalization and an agent of popular culture, affects Africans by answering the question, what impact does social media have on Africans? We will be arguing that social media has positively impacted Africans within and outside of Africa. More specifically, we will analyze this topic through the lens of art forms. Take it away, Christy. Firstly, social media has been used as a tool for African content creators to preserve and represent African culture. This is precisely seen through the art forms that are present within the content produced. Social media platforms play a crucial role as people are able to advocate for change without the limitations of time and space. Trending symbols and paintings are important during activism because it allows the viewers to automatically associate certain symbols and art to a specific movement. Lastly, social media connects the whole African diaspora and promotes global citizenship. Alright, now without further hesitation, let's get into it! Let's discuss ways African culture is being preserved through social media. As a result of colonialism, African culture was destroyed, undervalued, and distorted. And I would say that um, a lot of Western concepts and ideas were introduced in Africa as a way to basically erase Africanism within the continent. Now, however, in this new era on social medias such as Instagram, we see the rise of preservation and representation of African culture. In fact, in his article, Van der Pouille argues how the media has helped us to rescue, incorporate, preserve, and mediate elements of the culture. And I think this is important because not only does it preserve and recycle the culture, but it also serves as an educational tool. So what I mean by this is that the more people are exposed to African content on social media, the more the, their understanding of African culture will expand. And I personally can attest to this because I follow a couple pages on Instagram which are centered around African culture. And I find myself learning new things about my country and other African countries. And I would like to add that through this um, form of preservation, in a way, the narrative of what Africa is, is changed by these influencers. Usually in the West, African Africa is mainly depicted as uncivilized, a place of war and poverty. These are narratives that continue to negatively define Africa to outsiders while being internalized by many Africans. But with the rise of these influencers, we see a shift from this narrative. These influencers are using their platforms to celebrate African stories and contribution. So this altogether broadens our perception of what Africa is beyond what we see in the headlines. No, that's very true. Social media has been very great in contributing to, you know, shifting the perspective of how people see Africa and how people view Africa. I mean, there are so many travel pages now where you can see different aspects of Africa compared to the generic poor, sad African continent that has been created in, you know, the Western media. On the topic of social media being a tool for African content creators to preserve and represent African culture, we can precisely see this preservation and representation through the art forms that are present within the content produced. Apart from obvious arts like dance, hip hop, and Afro pop, Olga, do you know of any popular African artists like Wizkid or? 
Yeah, for me, some of the popular ones that I know are, for example, Davido and Banky W. Period. Yeah, girl, <laughs> the list of great African musicians goes on. But today, I'd like us to take a more critical look at content creators that create stuff like spoken words, poetry, comedy, and so on. Do you know of any African content creators uh, that ring a bell in this aspect? Uh, in this uh, particular aspect, some that come right to, like to my mind is Elsa Majimbo, Trevor Noah, and Michael Blackson. <laughs> Girl, Michael Blackson, that man literally kills me. He honestly used to annoy me so much, but I genuinely because I genuinely felt like he was misrepresenting Africa with this inaccurate accent and everything that he does. Weekend edition with Donald most of us call me rock. Shakira Richardson over the weekend ran in the 100 meter Prefontaine Classics. <laughs> <laughs> but um I, I it didn't take long for me to notice that i was gatekeeping and judging his africanity based on my own experiences everyone has different experiences and it's okay for him to express himself um, and his culture however he sees fit after all many people relate to and identify with his art right but there are others like Falls the Bad Guy, a Nigerian comedian, activist, musician, and actor um, who played a significant role at the forefront of the NSARS movement. I mean, he's an English citizen as well. Um, he could have run like all these Nigerian leaders did to other countries, you know, for shelter and stuff when things were getting out of hand and were getting really heated during the NSARS movement. But he put himself at the forefront of the protest using a social media platform, his art, and literally going out there and putting himself in the center of the protests and using his legal skills to really push for change. Honestly, because he's so funny, I sometimes forget he's a lawyer. I wanted us to also take a critical look at um, this specific Instagram and TikTok star called Adeshayo Talabi, originally Nigerian, but also an English citizen. She's popularly known as Simply Shayo. I wanted to specifically highlight how someone like her uses her platform to explain her name, make African women feel noticed for their culture and beauty. She speaks on all things African on our day-to-day -day life, living as a contemporary African woman. And I can really relate to her and judging from the comments, it seems like many other young African women can really identify themselves in her art too. I mean, I never really knew I was into spoken words until she came along. I really specifically appreciate how she used her platform to speak on dual citizenship and the exclusion Africans face in predominantly white countries, even when they are citizens there. Earlier this year, there were the Euros 2020. I don't know if you heard about it. England made it to the finals with Italy. However, their three black players, Saka, Sancho, and Rashford, all missed the penalties and were socially chastised and racialized. They were asked to go back to their home countries, even though most of them were born in England. Yeah, and I also noticed like on social media, I saw clips of people being stabbed, like black people being stabbed, and they were racially um, uh, discriminated against just because of these three players that missed the penalty. I mean, it was simply ridiculous, right? But Shia used her platform to address issues like this in a very artistic way and in a way that she made her own. Let's hear her out. Penalty is a goal. Penalty is a goal. This is not coming home. I'm sorry we're back to being called the blacks and being told to go back to where we're going from. How quickly they switched the tune of that same song. Quicker than a wind's rush. Though Saka was refreshing. And the Euros put pressure on the sterling. He gave it back pound for pound. England versus Italy. 
irony as English fans turned menace. Now they want their pound of flesh like Shylock in Venice, and they want it black. Win or lose, you can be sure that the streets will fill with piss and flood with beer. But the stench in the air is always racist. If they don't rush the penalties. Then we would have won, and if my grandma had wheels, she'd be a bike. If my grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. Racism in football spikes. What a sport! Well, I'm only British on the passports. This is an example of how many African content creators use their platform to represent and preserve our culture and our contemporary African experiences through their art. Yeah, um, so yeah, those were some really good points that you made, Christy, and I think it's important because through these um, uh, influencers, like people like us are able to relate, you know, have someone to look up to and feel like we're heard and understood. So now moving on to our next point about activism within Africans. So for me, I think it is important to start with the term slacktivism. And this is a concept that we have previously discussed in our lectures. Many scholars describe this as activities that are easily performed with minimal effort, which are considered more effective in making the participants feel good about themselves more than they are at fostering political and social change. So these are activities that include things such as liking or sharing a post, or simply using a hashtag, for instance. And in, uh, in class, Dr. Otiano, he asked us to reflect on whether the revolution will be Facebooked or tweeted. And I think through this, we're able to ask, ask ourselves, is media activism enough? And I think media activism, for me, it is important because it fosters conversations and participation among users. In the article, um, Twitter Activism and Youth in South Africa, Boss showcased how media activism fostered change within South, South Africa. She used the hashtag, um, uh, hashtag roads must fall uh, movement, which showed how through Twitter, people were able to create, um, tag, share content, read and follow hashtags. And I think that for me, these are movements that wouldn't have had maximal effect if um, there wasn't the use of social media. Like if people were just using traditional protests, I don't think that um, there would be uh, as much change generated through people. And even in the hashtag I am for rhinos, another South African movement, um, Karu explains how through social media, people are able to um, get a larger crowd at a larger at a quicker pace mm -hmm. so i think that's all important yeah that's very true i have seen such a great impact that hashtag has made i mean think of hashtag nsars hashtag black lives matter hashtag nigerians lives matter mm -hmm. um hashtag fix the country these hashtags have been like very core um parts of these uh, new movements and uh, African representation and activism mainly. And I wanted us to specifically look at the artistic part of these movements and protests on social media. Um, most of these protests and, uh, and movements come with specific art artistic symbols. I mean, when you think of um, hashtag NSARS, one of the main symbols that comes into my head was the bloody Nigerian flag. Do you remember this Olga? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it was everyone's, uh, it was everyone's profile picture at a certain point on Instagram and on TikTok and on Twitter, everywhere basically. And it was just a great representation. Like you'd see this and know that this person or this person who owns this page stands with Nigeria during this, these hard times or during this movement, you know, to end police brutality. And it was a very important 
important aspect or a very important part of uh, of promotion of this this kind of movement and this is what these art forms do you know on social media it gets to a point where art has so much power that just by visualizing it or seeing it somebody knows that there's a question behind that these are great points that you made christy but following dr otiano's article titled dream delayed or dream betrayed uh, politics youth agency and the mobile revolution in africa we learn about slacktivism clicktivism and armchair activism related to forms of online activism many people engage in lazy forms of activism such as uploading politically charged facebook posts or aggressively retweeting sentiments in line with their worldviews or in terms of art changing their profile picture to the nigerian flag or the fist in the color of the Nigerian flag to show that they stand with Nigeria in the NSARS movement, as you previously mentioned. Um, and yet, at the same time, they do nothing while they're in the comfort of their own homes. So do you think that this really qualifies as activism or... Yeah, um, Olga, that's actually a very valid and great question. Actually, quoting from the same article, the dreams d delayed or dream betrayed politics, youth agency and the mobile revolution in Africa by Dr. Otiano. He mentions that these forms of online discussions do promote a sense of awareness among various populations. But most of the time, armchair activism does not deliver concrete solutions to injustice facing citizens. It would, however, be discrediting these movements if we do not admit that these lazy forms of uh, activism create some form of awareness, even if it's very little, right? I mean, the hashtag fix the country that Ghanaians created to highlight political issues and the changes they wanted to see in governance and more job provisions took a lot of flight, but did not quite get a lot of, you know, political response. It was via social media activism that Nanaba Anamwa, a Ghanaian TV personality, heard stories of some Ghanaians with very valid and solid university degrees who were still staying at home and hawking on the roadside because they had no jobs. There were no jobs available in the country. She took it upon herself to create a reservoir of resumes and um, has used her social media platform to currently find hundreds of Ghanaian youth jobs. She might not be able to help every single Ghanaian youth land a job, but slowly and steadily, she is using her platform to make change, you know, and many others like her as well who are making a real difference behind closed doors. So although armchair activists do not necessarily make a direct impact, they give a platform for those who actually care to make a difference. Right. So as we come to the end of our podcast, I think it is also important to highlight how social media connects the African diaspora and promotes global citizenship. Norgrill et al. perceive diaspora as an imagination of community that has the capability to link sections of a society in different territories. And I think this imagined global community is made possible with the use of social media platforms. It is seen how Africans across the world have been able to connect and relate um, to each other regardless of their country of origin. Through this, people are able to connect through their African experiences. Social media allows for these diaspora groups to establish a form of identity within the public sphere. And I think this is important because it creates a sense of belonging. And for me, for example, um, being able to relate to other Africans makes me feel understood, especially within this foreign country. And um, a direct like example of this is that when I come across um, like an African meme or post on uh, Instagram and I go in the comment section, um, 
I see how Africans from different countries are able to relate, comment, and react. So in a sense, this social media creates a place where all Africans from all parts of the world are able to relate, interact, and connect. No, Olga, that is so true because um, I find ever since like I moved to Canada as well, I found like a big sense of belonging through these social media pages and stuff where like, you know, Africanism is promoted and it's okay to be yourself through all these, um, you know, different challenges where you wrap yourself in your African clothes. It brings this sense of huge African community and it really promotes this, this sense of global citizenship. I wanted to specifically talk about the Kinti cloth, Olga. I don't know if you've heard about it, but... Um, um, Infobase did a video on um, African, the African kente cloth that originates from Ghana called Wrapped in Pride. And uh, they described it this way. Once reserved for African royalty, kente cloth has become a familiar pattern in American culture. Kente cloth crossed the Atlantic from the West African Republic of Ghana at the beginning of the civil rights movement to literally become part of the fabric of American life. Film footage shows Ashanti and Ewe Weavers making kente, while several scholars and experts discuss the cultural and political significance of this distinctive cloth. Now, this cloth called kente, which is a very colorful cloth, usually consisting of more bright colors like orange, yellow, red, green, have come together to symbolize Africa as a continent in Western culture. And that shows how just one form of art, just this one piece of art, can really symbolize the African continent as a whole. When anyone sees Kente, it gives them a representation of Africa as a continent, Africa as a whole, and it just promotes this Pan-Africanism and this uh, form of, you know, cultural relativity and um, this global community, like you mentioned. So I just wanted to ask if, you know, you know of any other examples of this, any art forms that connected Africans on social media and into this kind of global citizenship that we're speaking on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, one recent one that I would um, think of is the movie Black Panther. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> and I think that this uh, film honestly harnessed a sense of community and belonging within Africans across the world, right? Yeah. And um, I think that the it was a movie, like the first movie of its kind, you know, where the cast is black, where the superheroes are black, mm. you know? And after the release of this movie on social media, there was a lot of discourse and discussion you know mm -hmm. um and that like regardless of where people came from like from all over africa everyone was able to relate to the story and the characters you know which all together connects us you know yeah mm -hmm. and that's true bringing back to our point on representation it was a very great representation for all african youth and all children coming up now they have a black and african specifically hero to look up to and say wow i really love this you know african superhero who really represents my culture and represents me as a person now they have social media representation apart from that if you remember clearly when uh, black panther came out throughout all the theaters you'd see all africans and all the african um the allies of africa basically dressed up and wrapped up in african clothing promoting this sense of community and everywhere all over the world there was this sense of global citizenship and that is one thing that art forms and social media can really promote right so i think that's about it um yeah. It's been so great speaking to you, Olga, and it's been so great doing this project with you. I had so much fun talking about it. Honestly, I <laughs> wish we could go on and on and on, but we're limited by time and yeah. space. <laughs> we are. <laughs> 
Yeah, and um, we had a great time making this podcast, and we hope um, that Dr. Otiano that you enjoyed it. And in the future, we hope to continue to explore other topics within African studies and globalization through um, things such as podcasts and blogs and things like that. Yeah, definitely. It's been such a fun discourse. I think we are definitely going to start our YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>